that's got on, that's come off. It's moving up and down a bit. Sure, somebody will say something about compressor. Let me just put that on for entertainment value. And we're off. And here we go. Good evening, Steve. How are you? Very good, actually. I feel we got through, I think we've been breaking the back a bit, haven't we, Steve? We got through Christmas. Yeah, I feel like we are in all sorts of landmark moments. All sorts of things going on. All sorts of things. Got through Christmas. Did you have a good Christmas in the end? Did you have a nice time? Did you speak? Were you speaking to everybody in the evening? That's I, how low my bar Yeah, I, you know, I, I think this Christmas was one of the quietest I've had in a while. Oh, really? It was all very tame, very family-orientated. Yeah. My brother took over cooking duties and did a fantastic job. Did he? Did he host? My parents hosted, but he did the but cooking. He did the cooking. To be honest, that's the difficult bit. And, it's just uh, exhausting, isn't it? But every year we always tell him, look, you don't need to be Gordon Ramsay. You oh. don't have, we don't need five, six different types of veg, and yeah. we don't need more than one different types of meat. Yeah. He, even this year there was lamb, turkey. Wow. And it's just, he I goes, just he, he, I think he it. loves it. Well, that's a point. He probably enjoys it, which is nice. I, we only the four of us turkey that we are in fact still going to be eating this evening in the soup so that's done about four meals but um and it Gemma and i were on it and the kids helped a bit and it was on to, all day but we had you know we had prawn and tempura and, and we had some yeah bacon scrambled eggs so we had a few meals before but you know all day we'll be cooking this bloody thing and then 4 30 ate it way too much we didn't go double meat thing and I just thought entirely sure I think next year I might do yeah like lamb or beef and that's it I think well I had I definitely had a big sort of month long back and forth with my brother in regards to it's a small gathering and you know like my mother smokes for example so her taste buds are pretty much knackered (laughs) so you know there's no there's no point cardboard with gravy one of the guests or family additions was my uncle over from Ireland he smokes taste buds dead so look just do a basic meat little bit of sprouts for yeah. tradition if you yeah, must yeah, yeah. roast potatoes all important yeah. and some nice gravy lots of gravy yeah, there yeah. we were lamb turkey cabbage Brussels sprouts some it, sort I, of I green do, concoction it's as much ritual as it is for the food you know it is the whole groaning table but I do yeah I, it was great and we had a nice time we had a nice sub down at the mag on well, actually we had a really good run up because what we did at this on Thursday last week was it, was it Thursday every week? day merges I'll take your word on it I feel like we didn't do it on Wednesday I feel like we did it on Thursday but I've no idea no we did we did it on Thursday I'm pretty sure we did it on Thursday I'm not sure anyway after that I did have went out again on Friday and then we went out a really nice evening on Friday. It was Friday. Went to Tim, the enforcer, who's you know one of our first contributors about the fact that we helped him go to sleep in America. Right, the first episode was like white noise. Remember? And uh, we were complimented. I, I don't. Him, so. It's a compliment we've had a few times <laughs> since. So. so he he did this carol thing in his house over in Tuffin Park. Which was fantastic, actually. Really nice. They're proper. And this guy who, bizarrely, I bought my latest Vespa off at the end of our road. Bizarre, he was there. Then he showed me a motorbike that he'd built himself. And then he was the pianist for all these sort of carols and 
you know, Christmas classics like um, whatever that one is with Shane McGowan. Is that McGowan? Did you sing? I did sing. I mean, quite thankfully, there were a lot of people there couldn't help noticing they were there because they could sing and were really good. They were literally doing the harmonising for some of the carols. But I did join it. I really enjoyed it. Very got me in the Christmas spirit and went down to, you know, formerly our base camp, tapping the Admiral, to see one group of friends and another group of friends were there and that was very jovial because, I mean, well, I was happy because, of course, that was 22nd to a neighbours for dinner 23rd Mike on 24th but if I'm civilised because I think I said last week Gemma was in attendance somehow the whole thing didn't spiral Harry-esque out of control you should say unlikely Harry's going to be here <laughs> See, isn't it Steve Please. Um, Harry messaged us at 7.38 this morning didn't he he did now he did suggest we record a day late was one of the options we had but I've just got a feeling, looking at the messages we received at 7am plus this morning, Friday's going to come too soon for you. Well, well, I think we, we've got a video now, which you can blackmail him with, because it's a video of him on the way to a party at 7.38. Quite scary, wasn't it? A.M. A.M. 7.38am this morning. Going to just I mean, I put it through three different AI um, translation apps to understand fully what you were saying. In the end, the thing that he was saying was he's going to another party who doesn't know whose floor he's going to end up on. I think, is that what the gesture you got of it? Yeah, it very much. I mean, with the visuals, though, with the visuals, I felt my own liver and kidneys and heart all sort of wince in empathy I, I, with I, Harry's body. I don't think he's going to be unpickled prior to the new year. I think he's going to. I think the good thing is we'll be able to ask him about that and he'll have no idea what we're talking about I'm pretty confident when we say about the video he'll have no idea so Harry highlighting might not make it Chris uh, Tiger Chris as he will forever be known who loves Hull despite the fact he appears to be going to the same game you are tonight ah ok odd why you would want to see the goons play West Stratford United when he's a massive Hull City supporter. the Declan Rice reunion the de- oh yes of course but he might pop in, but he was packing. To, he obviously goes to his estate in the country for New Year. Like, oh, aristocratic. A little bit of pheasant hole. shooting. <laughs> exactly. He'll be shooting pheasants, peasants, all, all of them. So, yeah, he might pop in. He said Harry asked about 5.15, but not to hold our breath. So it's just us, Steve. And I think it's safe to say it's a relief that we managed to thrash Crystal Palace 2-1 because Chelsea... Threw away again, lost to Wolves. Now you you very oh, nicely okay. teed me up for my first and possibly yeah. last rant of 2023, which is first rant of the evening. I should stress because right. there's definitely been plenty. Yeah. Yeah. But I've sat here all cordial and week after week listening to you hammering us gooners about moaning, even when we're top of the league. And then yesterday, for the first time in ages, I watched a full Chelsea match against Palace. Jesus, what well, you must have been, what, ill? Uh, <laughs> were, were you not booing your own team? Was there a lot were of they? booing? Well, I didn't go. Oh, I, went okay. to see, I went to see something almost the same, I felt. Wonka with the family. Went and watched Wonka at the Everyman. Oh, I feel like there was a certain level of surrealism about that. As there's a Chelsea, well, Chelsea were booing. Chelsea fans booing because you, you kind of were becoming... In particular, Nicholas Jackson got... 
absolutely torn apart. And it was largely this uh, sort of squandering and playing sideways when, and and you were really wasteful, but. Yeah, all I, of the goon stressing that I've been getting. Well, we've been playing like you know goons of five years ago for a while now. This sort of sideways, backwards passing. We have been playing like that. Doesn't fit sit well with Chelsea. I mean, you know, probably I get it now. Why goons complain all the time? It's really irritating to watch. I'm hysterical if you're the other team because you think, well, yeah, that was school doing that. They have to but go this forward. whole we're happy just to be in the big leagues these days is no, now died on its Yeah, no, I think you're right. There is a very big difference between me and my mates who are, you know, old, and the youngsters. Youngsters aren't happy because they, they just cannot believe that we're so shit. There was this quite comical because the atmosphere was definitely midway to the latter stages of the first half. The booing became quite uncomfortable to watch really and it was clearly getting more and more directed at Jackson in particular and then in the second half he scored and every all you see all of these faces where they're like oh no we always knew he'd come good and then it was ruled out for offside oh. which was this fantastic mo- yeah it was this fantastic uh, redemption Actually, no redemption. No, go back to go, go back to booing. Well, I must have, I'm sure I shared this years ago. Then we were we were in the shed ends back in the 80s, and me and my mates, brave or stupid, were happily shouting "donkey" at Kerry Dixon because you know we were. Our joke was that it very rarely was he pointing out the goal when he scored. It was bouncing off the back of his neck or his head or like his Frank Lampard. Bum. No, Frank Lampard, 30 year old <laughs> specialist. Very different to Kerry Dixon. So we were doing this and getting a little bit of irritating fellow supporters. But in those days, the 80s, Chelsea supporters would often, at lack of anyone else to fight, would fight themselves quite happily. That would not be unusual. So they was getting a bit tense. Then Kerry Dixon scored a goal and it looked like almost intentionally he sort of, sort of kicked the ball back the net. So we, we our group immediately started sticking England, England's number one to care about Kerry Dixon because it was when he was trying to get into the England. And somebody said, do, "What do you? What? How come you switched?" And we went, I've said ever since, the hypocrisy of a football supporter knows no limits. And exactly with Jackson, he was it was warming up with Jackson, and then he scored that hat trick against Tottenham. Nine men, Tottenham. he immediately flipped to being a legend. But you've got to keep it going. So he needs because the fact he does he does miss a lot of shots. He, but it, was, you know, it wasn't just yet. the miss. I mean, he bad, was it was a bad, bad atmosphere. And for any Chelsea fans listening, I'd say have a word with yourself. One of the things I do find myself doing more and more is when you get the slow-mo replays, I kind of like to watch the fans' faces in the crowd. Yeah. And you do really, yeah, yeah, yeah. yesterday you really saw some sort of Chelsea saliva <laughs> dripping oh, from yeah. the lips. Oh, we've got one behind us, he'll be flipping behind us. We've had to, I've said this before, face him off a few times because he's so negative about everyone. He'll definitely be after Jackson now. And I just don't see the point because it's not no one as once at a football match I hadn't played in before and they were very enthusiastically saying well done Bruce if I didn't score an goal that's the level I was going I said it was really positive and then somebody said quite right a bright young lad he said no one ever plays any better by being told they're shit and I think football sports need to remember that about their own players well, they definitely did. The bridge, them, yeah. It was definitely. Was he? See, I did miss it, and I'm disappointed. I mean, you should have won by a canter in that first 30, 25, 30 no, minutes. Really. It was very gung ho from Palace's point of view. Yeah. He was finding outnumbered, and 
Yeah. It looked like he was going to score an absolute hat for That's him. trouble, but no one with any confidence for the goal. What's his name? He's getting quite good, though. Mudrick seems to be coming a bit Yeah, more I mean, he scored early and then... tap-ins, which is what you want. Kind of, I mean, we should... Uh, you're probably picking it up on the recording. We're uh, sitting in the uh, local shed end. We're back in the shed end of the gypsy and pissing it down. And there's a storm kicking in overhead just to help sign us yeah. off our last Which episode of 2023. Delight, Jem, and Klaus, who are big fans of the sound quality of this pod. Actually, I was going to say, when I went to attack the animal, Jem was in there serving. Yeah, it was nice to see her, actually. Poor sod, working on Christmas Eve, full on. But yeah, but more importantly, because obviously Chelsea Wolves of no import to anyone, Arsenal, Liverpool, you've got to be happy with that. Yeah, actually, I was, I, I was quite underwhelmed with Liverpool and I thought we should have I thought they were there for the taking yeah 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 that is the worry about and if you listen to our last episode I think when you was at the bar and it was just me and Harry I did stress to him Zinchenko against Salah was going to prove costly and Um, that of course is exactly where that goal came from no really it's not genius territory knowing no Salah is quite good though irritatingly he seems alright he's he's got his moments all sorts of bizarre things like where the goal is yeah. Oh, so you felt you should have won it, really? I felt the momentum the was just there, and if we could have got a bit more of a grip. I, I've looked at Liverpool, and we'll either discuss in this episode or the next one. Game 20 is this weekend, and then for Game 21, the Asia Cup and the African Cup of Nations kicks off. So Salah will be gone. Goodbye, Salah. Goodbye, Salah. I mean, I don't mean it, but a little bit of me does. A little bit of and I quite su- a long-term injury. One of two things will happen. Either Liverpool will find playing around him is a bit crisper. Yeah. Not always, you know, because he must demand the ball at every... You know, yeah, you get quite, you sometimes yeah. you play with that player yeah. and you feel almost compelled yeah, to pass. Like, yeah. The headache of not having passing to them is not worth it. Now, Oh, do you think he's a bit of a whinger? You think he'll grumble on if he doesn't get what he wants? Even if he doesn't, you kind of you go onto autopilot. He's that good at times. You just sort of go for him. I? No one's going to get into trouble for passing to Salah, are they? So what would you do that? For? It's the safe choice. Whereas Idiot. maybe Liverpool will be a bit brave without him. He's had a bit of variety. Be interesting that. I mean, I of course, sure you were sniggering at my selection because of course I totally missed, totally missed them. Three of my team were suspended. <laughs> <laughs> no, you've got quite lucky. Until I looked. Did I? Yeah, I think I feel like your bench is... So they'll get switched out, well, they'll get my bench will be allowed on. Yeah, yeah, I think That's I feel good, like your bench did okay. I also, actually, I didn't realise City were playing, so I wasn't, that was luck. Got rid of Haaland, because he's injured, obviously. But I kept, but Alvarez is on the bench, I and mean, he scored, didn't he? Didn't he score? So, he's yeah, good. so when they switch out, I might get away with it, but I do was thinking, it's poor. So I had no idea they are all suspended. I mean, we're far better at picking up cards, Chelsea, than scoring goals, or in fact, stopping other people scoring goals. So I'm not doing very well again, and I feel you've managed to suck me in enough, so I will be looking at my um, wild cards quite early on in the new year, because I'm doing really badly. And I kind of, you know, I quite, and it is still the case. I don't, I still do look at my team, I'm quite sure half of them are and why I've got them on my side it must are be. we talking about your fantasy team or just Chelsea I both actually good point very similar because it, it sounds it's very similar. similar it's exactly the same I don't but the fact I am talking about the fantasy do you feel I'm losing my way I was doing quite well to begin with 
I feel quite well perched on my side, but I will. I'm going to have to use my wild card quite early because compulsive. Partially my compulsive nature of getting it out of the way, but also I think I lose four, three or four players because of these various tournaments. So so when do they bugger off? They go after Saturday, the weekend. Yeah, the weekend is their last. And how long are they away for? Anywhere between two, three weeks, I think. Four weeks if a manager decides to rest them. Salah, for example, would be expected to get to a final at least, semi-final. Really? It's quite a long time, isn't it? And also with Salah in particular, if you've got a change to make, there's no point having a 12, 13, 14 million pound player not playing, sitting on your bench sort of thing. So Yeah, I need to look at that. I missed my chance to switch out some players. But I've got him, I've got Wang, who of course scored twice yesterday. Yeah. He, he's off to the Asia Cup. And then I've got... Kudos, who... Kudos has done amazingly well. Every time I see him, I think, he definitely should be called Kudos, because he does He scored two. Was it just one? Was it assists? He's get, he scored two a couple of weeks ago. But this week, but he, sc- he scored a little. And then Wang scored two yesterday. And Kudos is quite a strange player, because there's a lot of top... Premier. I'm going to already hear the West Ham, phones, West Ham fans moaning. But there was a lot of... Top clubs interested in it. Yeah, and he ended up. For example, I think United went for what Anthony when they were pillaging at Ajax. Oh, and Kudos was there. there. I think Chelsea were linked. Arsenal were linked. It's a trouble. We've bought about fifty players in the last eighteen months. Seem to have got any of them right, apart from Palmer. Can't think of any others that come in. You thought? Well, you've you've had the injury issues who are coming back. Yeah, but. No, that's true. That's true. That's really true. I don't, that's, I mean, that's I've said before. Dropper was Dropper was poor in the first season. Well, not poor, but you, you know, nothing like he turned into. It does take a while if you're new to this, new to the league. Maybe that's the point with um, maybe that's the point with Palmer. You know, he's used to Premier League. So well, he'll be well rested, of course, for the weekend because he was suspended. Is he suspended? Again? Yes. So it's only one game. Wasn't it's only it? one game. So yeah, because again, of course, again, I hadn't realised he was suspended. I only really found out when I thought Chelsea had scored with a penalty, so I was quite excited. Then checked the names, but that isn't Palmer. Why is Palmer taking the penalties again? See, whenever he's not playing, we get a penalty. So, how that? are you finding it overall? Where's the addiction levels creeping? No, into? I could see. I could see your point. I could easily, and I suspect if I wasn't doing this, I'd be drifting out completely. But every now and then, I like you know when I remember to change my team, I do get a little bit into it and sort of start trying to remember what you've said or Harry or sort of you know heaven forbid what Eshu said all those months ago so I do get I get it I get the appeal and I suspect it's a bit like my approach to Chelsea supporting if I start doing well I get far more interested and get far more engaged which does remind me of Piers who did go on the tickets last night and I met him outside of all three Piers went for some blood tests but didn't get them because he forgot to get his form from doctors. But Piers was very entertainingly, and you know how obsessive, he's more obsessive than you, did not mention fantasy football. I mean, we only chatted for five minutes. <laughs> we had a lot to catch up on, but it was funny. I thought, yeah, I'm going to guess that's because he's not doing that well either. But I think I can get it. I think I'm definitely in for the season. I'll definitely have a go in the wild card, a bit like you, quite early. So I sort of see it would be quite interesting to put it all into practice properly now this whole five games out 
I mean, for, and then we've got form as well now, haven't we? I mean, I mean you have two factors, I suppose. There's oddly, there's a winter break this in January, which is it? means fixtures are kind of being staggered, so you won't necessarily feel it. But well, they, each each club gets a couple of weeks off. But each club off, kind yeah. of gets ten days or something off. Right. But there are still games being played, so yeah. they come under one game week, so you yeah. won't notice it in that sense. Right. But you, of course, will have the transfer window open, and that's one of the the issues. And Co will be telling you. That's when you pay attention. You know, don't jump don't into do your wild card, card when there's signings to be made. Yeah, I, that makes sense. And as we've laughed at before, I mean, Chelsea obviously need to buy some more players. You know. Yeah, watching the Palace game, they probably need at least another seven or eight. I'm really worried because we know who's coming to form now. Luton. And guess who we're playing next? Yeah. Luton away. For, for no oh justifiable reason, I brought in... I brought in your defender. Little... Which one? I want to say Levy. What's his name? It's completely got a mind blank, but... Oh, I do think I know who you mean, but he actually, because he, he is good. But um, he got subbed at half-time against Palace, I, and I noticed he got subbed in the game before that. Oh, no, it's not him who I was thinking he meant. So I suspect... Um, He's on the way out. I mean, he always looks... Oh, Colwell. Colwell? Yeah. He was subbed out. Le- Levy Colwell. Because Gusto... Now, Gusto looks good. Gusto does look good. I mean, he was largely responsible for your opening goal. Yeah. Yes. Did, yeah, caught someone out, didn't he? Caught someone in the. Well, it's also the fact that he position. crossed in from the left. Yeah. Obviously, he was playing on the right. Yeah. So he kind of made his way across the That's box. That's right, and then pinged it over. Yeah, he, I did see that, actually. But uh, I brought on Colwell because he's got Chelsea something about him. Yeah, he kind of looks like that. But I don't know if he was injured yesterday or... It was a tactical thing, but I feel like he's he's coming he, he's coming for a game and he's going straight yeah, back out. Yeah, because he ha- he has looked good. You're right. He's one of those, you know, 62, 80 million. I think he was one that was going to go to Liverpool. Then took a look at the supporters and thought not. But I think, oh yeah, difficult having any Chelsea players. Sterling. Well, it, it came with that FPL typical sandwich. If I was looking between him and Doughty at Luton, right. who seems to be very good on the assists, yeah. and of course he scored. Didn't, he? didn't keep a clean sheet, but still would have got good points for scoring. And I thought, okay, well, that game was played first, so I'm stuck with Colwell now. And yeah, pulled off at half time, so to speak. Yeah. Oh, I think. Um, I think yeah, I think that it's, that I'm relieved. My level of addiction certainly does, thankfully, doesn't stretch to properly remembering who I've subbed out of my team, and then get upset to realize, remember, and think, Christ, they just scored 30 points. But every now and then, a name comes up, and I sort of think, hang on, I think I used to have them actually. I mean, Trippier's the obvious one. I wish I didn't have. So we talked about last week. Is now had some family issues or something as you spotted but I yeah I haven't got that into it which is good because I think being upset about who you don't no longer have it do me in a bit but good okay and in terms of so signings in and out what I mean already are you, are you going to shuffle again before the weekend I've already made my change for this weekend because mm-hmm. I feel like it's the last change 
because I think... Well, you're allowed to already, even though you haven't played. You can make your single next transfer. Next week's one. Of course, because it's the next game. So it and I took... I gambled on taking Kudos out on the basis that he only has one more game before he jets off. Right. Albeit that game, I think, is against Brighton. So I fully expect he'll do quite well. Yeah. And I brought in Foden because City have Sheffield United at home. I, I assume City now they're back as world champions are going to do this 14 games. Very good after Christmas, aren't they? Yeah. yeah right. So but you're right. Normally they're further behind. Oh no, actually they're high, they're really, how far behind are they? Oh, I don't think they are at all, really. I think it's all pretty close with games in hand and whatnot. Yeah, you might be right. But yeah, normally they'll let Arsenal, Liverpool be about nine points ahead, won't they? And then they'll just wind them in. Like See, looking looking at your team, you, you did obviously forget during the boozy festivities that Palmer and Sterling were both suspended. I did not forget. I didn't find out until the games had started. What's the funny little red flag thing next to theirs? But you're going to have Alvarez coming off the bench with eight points. That's not too bad. That isn't bad. I didn't do it again. I got the wrong captain of my sort of weird front row. And the other one scored. I can't remember which way around it was, but the other one scored. And you've got, uh, you've got Ball Boy pushing Leno on zero points. Did you see he pushed no, the Ball Boy? No, is that boy? why he was zero? He got booked. Um, and you've got Neto sitting as, as your alternative keeper on your bench with nine points. Oh, God. See, I didn't look that closely. I did look at I did the same zeros. What happens to keep getting nothing? So, yeah. But you are like me. You're struggling. I can't remember the last time I picked a good captain. Oh, really? You're so too. I think we all missed Solanke's hat-trick. That would, have, that would have been the week before. We bought him. <laughs> like <laughs> no, we had him in. We, have, we all have him but in no, our no, team. But, but, not, but, but not, not as captain. captain. And that, that would have been a... Reducer. Yeah, you're right. And of course, you know, Haaland obviously not playing. Salah hasn't been scoring as much, so hence Harry probably isn't doing as well. I mean, I can't imagine how he did any fancy football this week. The only fancies Harry's are having are ones that he just won't remember. So, so that's that. So we're going to do the wild cards. We're going to go for. I will do. I think I will change stuff around for the weekend. I do need to put a bit of research into how many of my team are off on international competition duty. I mean, looking at a glance, you might not have any. Oh, really? None of them are jumping out at me as ones that go. Well, that's all right then. Good. That's the one less. Um, well, I've got to be really careful. Is what I don't do then. You've is also by, got no injuries. by one who's going away somewhere. But you've also got no injuries, so in regards to your wild card... It's just the suspensions. Cash is suspended as well. But I think they're all back now, aren't they? Well, I think it could only be... I don't think anyone got three games suspension. I think it's all one game accumulation. I don't think anyone even sent off. So you're right. So I wouldn't... There's no emergency. You've got a good strike force. You've got a very strong midfield. I argue it's a bit too Chelsea. And you've, and you've got... Arsenal. Awesome. You've, awesome you've, well. you've also you've got Gallagher in there, who, as good as he plays, isn't doesn't a point scorer. Doesn't score points. I've I mean, noticed that. There'll be once or twice this season where he bangs one in from outside the box. But, but he he's not going to be on penalties. No, you're right. He's a really good player, but that's an interesting point, isn't it? He doesn't score, he doesn't score points. In fact, he got booked, obviously, again. That's why he's on one. I do find it quite exhausting... Keeping up with the fact that, that what is this point? They have to be goal scorers or 
you know, look, if, if, if you're pulling your... Pulling, I've got to stop saying we pulling stop off. It's pulling a barrier. It's got to be a one way to end the year. Yeah, yeah. But if you bring your city players off your bench for Sheffield United this weekend, that's a, you've got a very strong team going yeah. on here. And it is Sheffield United who are definitely. They've sort of taken over now from Luton, haven't they? And then between the FA Cup and what have you, you've got two weeks of chilled free. You don't have any games then until mid-January, 13th of January. Oh, so we can wait till then to do everything else. So I wouldn't no. stress okay. about... Okay, that's useful. I'll do that. I'll make sure I maybe get yeah, one or two subs, or one sub, and like you say, then it's all over. Right. Well, do you want another one? Yeah, although I suppose we should have a slight pause in play, because me sitting here talking to myself is... Uh, <coughs> so tempted to leave you. It's kind go. of what I do anyway, isn't it? <laughs> Right, I'm going to pause it and we'll get you a drink. Right, so back to the old mandatories. Yeah, welcome. Last one of the year. Last one of the year. 23. Did a good year for you, Steve? Is just on a general, all the goals achieved, kept all your... Yeah, the, I, I, I can't complain. It feels a little bit like this year was one of those threatening to really get started but didn't quite right you know kind of staggered stumbled are we talking about the podcast Dave? Well, we I, I mean the things? podcast is up there <laughs> as regular listeners will uh I think that might be the stumbled <laughs> regular listeners will be well aware that our sound is unique yeah. speaking of which we should offer a apologies out not really our style but I'm sure some people would have noticed last week. I don't know what you're talking about. Perfect. <laughs> last week may have finished out of the blue with the. Did it? With a guest of. Uh, Did it crash into the, second, the the end of like the week before? Yeah, that was what I thought. I recorded it over the other one. And then we obviously were quite tight last week. We finished quite early, and then um, and then it. And then it became apparent I'd recorded it over the other one, so we've got another 50 minutes. Chris, Chris on repeat is basically what we got. Wasn't Chris it? on repeat. So we're not even um, archiving our solid recordings. <laughs> so but <laughs> of what we're doing with the recordings of it, and that is true because when we're inevitably pestered for the originals, we'll have one of those FQR codes. What's those things that you sell for millions, which are the original digital copies? Uh, they say, when Spotify come calling. What's it called, that thing that I can't understand? Like, it seems like Bitcoin, but slightly more dodgy. Yeah, I, I forget, but I don't Fungi, fungi bulb things, aren't it? Anyway, just let's not, let's not go somewhere we have no, <laughs> even less understanding what we're talking about. But yeah, so I do apologise for that. And also should apologise, Angus, very upset. He, as we mentioned, was going to come this week. I, think, I don't know if it's this, this pod makes everybody incredibly unreliable. And his message, I didn't read, I read quickly, so I didn't pay attention. So he couldn't make it because he was at a crisis centre. And I thought, Christ, he's like, based on, he's even worse than Harry. He's had to go to a crisis centre because he drank too much babies over Christmas. But actually, Angus apparently helped me out volunteering at a crisis centre. Only imagine a girl he'd like to cuddle is also volunteering at the crisis centre. Can't imagine what other motivation would be. Volunteering for. and compassionate Christmas. I'm going to guess he's an Arsenal fan. Bloody vanilla goon as well. Silly little twerp. Quite unusual, though, Angus. Quite polite as well, and not as miserable. He's not miserable enough to be a proper goon, to be honest. He's quite cheerful, quite happy. And I've known Angus since he was about seven or eight. But to be honest, he's always been quite cheerful and happy. I think we get on the podcast. 
drag him into depression quite happily. We'll just, just point out how terrible life is. I mean, he's used to, and also, the number reason he might be happy is, I think I mentioned last week, he said he used to absolutely love fantasy football and did it all the time. And he might be doing it, actually. I don't know if he's doing it this season. He's not, as I say, he's not Monday Night Football. Okay. But that might be why he's cheerful. Maybe he's supposed to kick the habit. So we can drag him back into it like we have with peers and make him miserable. I feel like this is our true calling. Yeah. Our true calling is to get previous with the opposite of fantasy football anonymous. <laughs> drag them in. Horrors that we are. Like a bunch of before, like a John Eichdike film novel. Right. Okay. So yeah, so Angus isn't gonna make it. I don't think Chris is gonna make it because he's packing through his estate. It has nothing to do with the weather. Okay, it's absolutely. I've actually got wet in those four yards from our shed to the barn. And I feel like anyone listening who who wants to message and say we couldn't hear you over the rain, or point view we're sitting in the rain to bring you our latest episode. We could be at home watching Die Hard. <laughs> I did watch. That's a brilliant point. I did watch. I got sucked into rather than pulled off. Should I say, <laughs> uh, sort of about, I'd say about halfway through The Great Escape. I mean, that for Christmas films, Cla- I mean, classic Christmas no films, Christmas references in it at all. But I did watch it, and it, I had forgotten how many stars of screen and stage they dragged into that. I mean, that they were all there for that. It was an unbelievable number. Obviously, Steve McQueen. A lot of people sometimes say I look a lot like him. Alcohol will do that. <laughs> Alcohol does funny things. I did once say to Angela, my stylist, uh, because she's Chinese, I think we should get the cultural reference. I showed her a picture of Stephen Queen. I said, Can you cut my hair like that, please? It's still the happiest I've ever been pre a haircut. I mean, that's always she gave me the bowl cut that she always gives me. But yeah. Are we glossing over that you have a hair stylist? How the other how, how the other half live? You know, jet in from Beijing. Whatever I need, some well, work my, my barber will be very interested to hear <laughs> if, I, if I ever call him a stylist. Well, that is exactly where she used to work at Henry Higgins, and then she had a baby, so now she does do home the home service. Doesn't sound quite right, but you know what I mean. But yeah, how do we get onto that Christmas films? So what is? I, so I went to see Wonka last night, as I think I've just mentioned. You did, I was going to Instead of going to Chelsea, I did a very similar vibe, surreal, wasn't entirely sure what was going on half the time, and, and not obviously the, it's basically a prequel to the Willy Wonka chocolate factory thing. Very good though, actually, if you want a bit of escapism, I mean, you're quite cultured, Steve, but I felt it stood up, it was good, and a bit, a bit of singing, not quite a musical, but a bit of singing in it. Well, I'm very fond of the original with Gene Wilder. Yeah, I don't think you'd be too upset. Um, I think you'd be all right with it, because it's not not a remake. It's a bit, it's how he got there, almost. So it's quite interesting. Well, I saw the trailer, and showing where the podcast has lodged itself into my life, I thought, having recently befriended Harry, I feel like my surreal quota is kind of taken care of. Like, I saw the trailer and I thought, it feels like this could be a GoPro with Harry. Yeah, it's just a night out with Harry. Yeah. Yeah, I see what you mean. He's he's definitely eating some Willy Wonka cheap sweets. See, he's definitely providing my fix of... He is flying. He's got some of those hummingbird sweets that make you fly. He's, yeah. So, 
so that was good. Well, best, what's your best Christmas film then, Steve? What's your favourite one? Oh, that's a big question after Christmas. Um, good timing. Um, let's wait, so for <laughs> wait for Christmas to, to come and go. Um, it might be It's a Wonderful Life. I'm a big... Um, yeah, old yeah. school. One of my favourite films, which is not Christmas, is a film called Harvey. Oh, um, really? I probably this is the case where I'll be going. I've never seen that, and Rufus and Daisy be going. We've seen that five times. There. It's, it's a film from the fifties with um, Jimmy Stewart. Oh right. And he's got this big, pokey, big, white rabbit. Yes. That nobody can see. Yes, no, I definitely know of it. Therefore, I probably have seen it, but I could definitely watch it again, like it's the first time. So the dialogue yeah. and presentation yeah. and delivery means once you've kind of got that in your skin, moving sideways to another of his films. Like it's a wonderful yeah. life. It's quite easy. It, it, it's easy to do. Now remind me because I get the mix up. It's a wonderful life. That's when he's thinks his life's been useless. Yeah, and but he jumps they, off it, a bridge. And they show him everybody whose lives he's impacted on. You massive soppy. Dance. Oh, absolutely. Massive soppy. Dance. Although I did realize this is quite a bizarre jump. So that film would have been in the early fifties. I actually think it was nineteen fifty off the top of my head, but. I was watching Predator last night yes. with Arnold Schwarzenegger. And Who's I was getting mixed up with Predator, Terminator, which is the one where he comes back from the future? That's Terminator. Right, and Predator, Predator is, is in the, the jungle. Is in the jungle. And he's sort of camouflaged psycho. And bizarrely, it's, it's, oh, it's on quite often anyway, but yeah. it's also on at Christmas for no yeah. reason. Yeah. You'll find it at sort of 1am. But now that film was 1987, yeah. and I was WhatsApping a friend from Australia while watching it, and it dawned on me that me talking about Predator today yes, as a film that was in 87 yeah. is not that far from in the mid to late 80s watching Harvey or yeah yeah it's so a wonderful 50s. life yeah 30 34 years so it's kind of like 87 plus 34 so essentially what I'm saying is Predator now if you say I want to go home and watch an old movie you can go home <laughs> you can go home and watch Predator isn't it? It's quite quite cute. I like I like that you're a soppy date though. I mean, well, obviously not Predator. Nothing soppy. No, not Predator. That. But it was quite oh, interesting. The bits, yeah, the bits in Wonka. There are bits in there. So that's what they do. There. There's the original there was a, a an annual watch from yeah. my childhood. Yes, no, and I loved it. Absolutely loved it, and I've watched it. In fact, I would probably. In fact, I can remember it means I've watched it at least ten times. It must be one of the only films, one of the very few films with singing in that I can tolerate. Yes. And this is a bit like that because it's not a full-on musical, mostly talking, but, and the songs don't get you know, I'm not a big fan of musicals anyway. I think I'm still slightly traumatised by that. I have to say, they, they had another remake with, or an actual remake as opposed to a prequel with Johnny Depp, which... Oh, that's right. Yeah, I thought, yeah, what were, yeah. I didn't even see that. That was a, an outright sort of remake sort oh, of thing. Work. Why would you do that? And that was, a, a, I mean, I'm sure people liked it if you've never seen the original. Yeah. If oh, you right. have, though, it was a car crash. Yeah. It was a... No, I don't understand taking classics, which I feel like they're about to do with another film, because Gemma was getting cross in the trailers last night about it. Why would you make another film about Do you remember that? what that one was? That's why have I, I I'm looking at your face and I'm, I'm seeing the sure blank, the blank it was, panic. It was, de but I don't think it is a remake. But she was getting very cross about it. Leave it with me. I might come back to. Now me. I have a feeling there's a remake of Harvey with Steve Martin in. 
I feel like I've sat down and watched that. But again, it didn't have you know the charm of a Jimmy Stewart or a James Cagney. You know, not James Cagney wasn't in in Harvey, but those kind of screen characters. I watched a bit of it until the family came into the TV room. Absolutely went for me. Watching a bit of a sort of documentary about Noel Coward. Of course, as I mentioned, having been in the American bar recently where Noel Carriage used to be at the Savoy, he was, I was going to say, well, actually, as always when I name drop, nothing, nothing about Noel Carriage. I'm quite interested in this. And grown-ups turned up and said, we're not watching this shite. And we, but what we did do, first time, age, well, we don't do this sort of thing. I don't, think, I don't expect you do, but, you know, you, you sort of get really hooked into a series and then they'll binge on them, so they'll do a whole series like six episodes in a go and we don't do that a because we're not very good at the whole streaming world but, but we've had so many people tell us we must watch um i fucking forgot the name of it <laughs> it's not slow horses no i think it is slow horses is that right slow horses basically it's you know set in um slough house and it's this have you heard about it it's on apple tv set in london but basically, they're the shite spies. <laughs> they got sent to Slough House. I grew up near Slough. Anything with the word Slough in it definitely means it's shite. And they get put into this place because they've all had a massive fuck up in their MI5 career. So instead of being up with the top spies and everything, they get put to Slough House with Gary Oldman being the head of them. I think he's the one exception. He's not there because he's fucked up. He's there because he doesn't want to deal with the shit anymore. But he's very funny because all he does is tell them how shit they all are all the time. So that I got. That's into. always a name that's going to well, entice you in. I'm struggling to think of a bad Gary Oldman film. Now, oddly, I had the same experience over Christmas at the risk of losing the one listener we have left under 30. And this is going to be a very short conversation, but I feel like I need to get it off my chest. But I knew absolutely nothing about Liberace. <laughs> what? No, I knew he played the piano, and he was quite flamboyant. That, that was about my extent well, of my knowledge. Yeah, you're not that old. I don't think... I mean, um, I, even I'm stretching a bit with Liberace. And then, randomly, the BBC put on, like, his interview with Parky. Um, and, yeah, for some reason... I don't know, background noise, I suppose. Um, I should really have just put on one of our previous episodes and just had some proper white noise. <laughs> I love the fact that it's stuck in your mind. Yeah, only because I kind of... He was like a modern-day footballer, wasn't he, really? He had that sort of flamboyant, buy whatever yeah. I like. and He was out of control. I think that was it, wasn't he? he was, you're right, he was an early Kardashian. He was early, like, excessive consumption. It's a tenuous link, but I'm taking it there. But I think he could play the piano. I vaguely remember he used to have a massive chandelier on a piano. And I, I think, not that I'd know, somebody said he was actually... A good piano pianist. But. He, he was definitely talented. There was this thing where he was, I assume, spontaneously asked to play. Um, I, I assume his estate won't be listening to this and come. But you could tell he kind of looked like he pulled a face like, okay, I'm going to play because you've put me on the spot, but I'm going to send you an invoice. He made a joke yeah. about sending oh, them yeah. an invoice. Kind I don't of play for free. And it, it does kind of bring us back to the Premier League to the extent of he, he looked like he liked to spend. Yeah. No, that was he. He was very extravagant. I think I'm pretty sure that I might just be imposing things. Pretty sure he had a Rolls Royce. 
with chandeliers above the lights, you know, the headlights. Pretty sure that was the right. He was just notoriously over the top. But you have reminded me on that, which is sort of linked a bit, actually. Another thing, because our newfound world of being able to stream things by connecting, what you can do, Steve, if you won't know this, you can connect your laptop and download things and then put it onto your telly. I've only just worked out how to do that. <laughs> but we've also got on the House of Gucci, which I think is quite new out. So I think it's not been released, but this is Daisy Lady works Gaga. in that world. Hmm? This is Lady Gaga. She's it. And that, but it's based on the, the, the true story about the, the Gucci's. And it is astonishing. They were, again, completely over the top. Family business, Italian, but stylish, but over the top. Spent a fortune. But they all they literally did each other in. Literally, either metaphorically, they shafted them by like stealing their shares off them by being underhand, dobbing them in it to the tax office, or literally killing them, literally having them murdered. They were off the scale. And I, but like a lot of these things, I like to happily said, right, I'm now, based on that immoral behaviour, boycotting Gucci. Because I like this sort of boycott. It sounds it, very serious. <laughs> a bit like Syria. The boycott's great for me because it has no actual impact on my behaviour because I don't funny enough have any Gucci anyway. So I like the boycotts where I don't in any way inconvenience myself. They are the best boycotts. They are the best ones. It's like my stance, although genuine, about Saudi Arabia. Never ever been and never ever going, so it's fine. I can boycott them without worrying about it. So of course they phone me up offer me 10 million. 10 million to go and do our podcast. I'll be there with Jordan Henderson saying, yeah, I'm with you, mate. Now, on, on the trend of complete nonsense and random youth, did you see the story that um, in the 90s, Tony Blair had this idea of sending a Premier League team to Belfast? Wimbledon. To Wimbledon. Yes, I know. I hit that. Brilliant. I saw the headline and I thought, Incredible, I must read it. Didn't read it, like a lot of headlines, but stuck in my head this morning. And then Gemma announced that we've got people coming around on New Year's Eve and I should be doing something other than looking at my phone. But yes, so you read yeah. it. What, I, I read, I didn't read it fully because I had to leave and oh, come. He had and... slightly mad eyes, Tony Blair, didn't he? It was something a bit about him, he thought. Well, I think the implication was they were going to potentially be called Belfast United. Nice. Um, and part of this part of the whole kind of union unifying why anyone would think sending AFC Wimbledon would help the troubles would help yeah it seems like I mean it'd be interesting to see I mean I think this is back to this is not kudos is it this is hubris isn't it these are people (laughs) who think they're gods and can come up with really good ideas well it's a bit odd because the, the club itself obviously then broke down and so the fans who would have been passionate then you know that the whole MK well, Don yes they were quite cross about being sent to Milton Keynes imagine yeah. how delighted they'd be going to Belfast I wonder how they felt I mean maybe I, do, I don't remember hearing about it at the time so it obviously wasn't leaked well no this will probably presumably is coming out secret papers get released don't they a certain amount of time after the event I mean, entertainingly if that's why that's come out but Tony Blair, he's sort of reinventing himself, isn't he? He's kind of coming into great statesmen. I don't see how that, I don't see how that helps his image. Well, look, I'd Wimbledon like to be the first, um, as we are now part of such a popular podcast, um, to start a campaign to see if we can get 
West Tottenham moved, moved to, to... You know, if Belfast will take them. I think it's harsh on Belfast. It would also them. complete the circle, because obviously Spurs fans are always very upset that Arsenal turned up from South London. And, yeah, well, actually, and they've got a point, haven't they? Arsenal, Woolwich, we should take you back to Woolwich. That bloody, actually, Woolwich fan, you've been on the Woolwich ferry. I haven't. Oh, brilliant. We've got to go on a Vespa though, don't we? You don't have to queue up. <laughs> don't have to queue up the cars. And you do feel like you're in. You do feel like you're in like the original Alfie or something. You feel like you're in the sixties where the docks still had something going on. So you, you go across it. I don't, is it still going? But this was because this was about fifteen years ago. I went through a phase instead of going down the, through the Blackmore Tunnel on the Vespa, thinking I was in Quadrophenia. I'd go on the Woolwich Tunnel, thinking I was in Alfie. Oh, fucking hell, what, what I was thinking I was in. But Woolwich is where you should be. And Tottenham, I feel Tottenham should be on the pile of shite. I think that was where they should be. Cause I feel like they should be they should thankful. Be you know, the, right. to have a team come up and show you, look, this is how you should be doing it. Didn't you nick their place in the league as well? Or <laughs> Allegedly. I mean, I no, can't it's, 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 whatever it is that upsets Tottenham and Arsenal as I'm in. So I don't really care if it's true or not. Pretty sure that's why they're cross. You took their place in the league. Oh, we, we came along as a very well-established clash south of the river. You know, we just said, look, here's what we plan to do. Tottenham said, here's what we plan to do. And the league went, OK. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for playing. I think Chelsea, I think Chelsea just basically gave somebody some money. Even in 1905, I think we actually did. We just <laughs> bribed someone. We went in fast. I think they're quite surprised how quickly we got ourselves into the top league. <laughs> it did look a bit dodgy. Well, Chelsea paying to get somewhere has been... Tried and tested. Yeah, it's part of the club's history. Works, don't knock it, Steve. Very, very short history. <laughs> <laughs> very short. Very short history. Only been going since 1905. Probably the same as the state. And... I mean, we only, well, you're right. We only won the league in 55. It's, it took us 50 years to win it, then another 50 years to win it. And now you're here... 2023, booing at a team that only cost a billion pounds. And facing another 50-year wait for the league. There's like other more serious point. Right. Okay, so I'm going to say that I think, is there anything else we want to say? I think we've done fancy football rather comprehensively. Well, look, we can't go without picking one highlight, I suppose, of the sporting 2023. Let's stick to football instead of just Any sport sporting events. Yeah, uh, keep, me, keep me focused. Highlight the footballing year. Um, I probably have two. One Go on. Arsenal related, one not. Go on. I would say the watching the rise of Jude Bellingham has just been mind blowing. Yeah. That is Fair. definitely there. It's just one of those things. You know, when you see a great. How old is he? I want to yeah, say. Very young. early 20s, isn't he? He's. I believe we bought about a thousand players and we didn't even need you, Bellingham. Very disappointing. In your defence, I think there's going to be very few players in that. I mean, yeah. when he went to Madrid, I kind of thought, okay, you're going to hold your own. But what he's done since fly. getting there yeah. is. is good but he's doing it with such. I don't want to say razzmatazz because that's a word which. I was almost going to say the other, it's almost calm, it's just sort of. But he's just doing it with like this assertiveness, like, yeah. I should be here. Yeah. Our utter belief backed up with utter ability, quite unusual. And he fits into this maybe two hands, one hand sort of I can count players who you've watched the first time or the first couple of times and thought, yeah, 
yeah, yeah, yeah. special top draw, no stopping. Yeah, I remember it with Patrick Vieira and Wayne Rooney. Yeah, yeah, and and Bellingham's yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's then true. on the Arsenal front, fitting because whilst you've probably listened to this after the Arsenal West Ham, Arsenal signing Declan Rice, it's it, it, it's a moment. It feels like a future captain. He's he's dragging the club along at times. He he has done very. He's landed seamlessly with a lot of that's a lot of money. Even by anybody, even Chelsea standards, that's a lot of money. And he hasn't, it's not bothered him, has it? I mean, I'm really upset because it's another player who wasn't Chelsea. <laughs> Unbelievable. You know what, he just, uh, yeah, he, I mean, he seems genuinely quite likable. Yeah. Like, even when he yeah, was at yeah. West Ham. Yeah. He seemed even quite, at West, even, even at West Ham. Even being at West Ham didn't I mean, seem a nasty piece of work. When I initially said highlight of the year, I almost thought West Ham winning in Europe was quite nice to watch because like or hate their fans... They're a genuine, passionate bunch. And, and bloody dodgy, though. I mean, they're even dodgier than... But then I did get threatened to get shot by a West Ham fan <laughs> once for celebrating a Liverpool goal in the FA in the Cup. Pub. Gerard, yeah, so maybe I'll take that back and just say Declan Rice. <laughs> no. You've got to remember, then, nasty piece of work. Anyone complimentary about fans, a bit like the Newcastle ones, with no will turn. They're not nice. But you're right, I quite like his Pikey Paul, good friend. He was at that game. So that might well be because it's quite sweet because because they're laughable little twerps in West Stratford, but at the same time, a kind of soft spot for the fact they won something because they haven't. I mean, they, I mean, they but did. Also, they used to sixty six. I mean, if you was to pick a club that was ready made for like a Netflix documentary, this kind of porn baron running a club, stealing a stadium on the cheap. Winning in state, the only state-sponsored club in this country, but I think you're yeah. Or Wrexham, you could put them down as one that you could do a thing on. Yeah, well, they they have those, don't yeah, they? Exactly. So, so they've already got. But those, no, so. I think that you're right. Well, I think just in the ab- utter absence of anything highlights for Chelsea at all. I think maybe West Ham winning. Is there a little bit of me? No, because we had to defend the honour of the Fulham Road to Man. I was about to say Man City winning the Champions League. And not because it's Man City, but because they are neighbours to Man United and have put up with that for all their lives to finally totally, utterly overshadow United is quite funny. But in the end, nasty supporters, very, very homophobic. And so it's good that we stood up to them. I mean, they are like the... What's the word? They are the kind of beacon, though, of never losing sight of your neighbouring rivals. Yeah. I I think we've said on previous episodes, as an Arsenal fan, I've never even dreamed that you could have this prolonged decade of Spurs success while we're fortunate. We've never had to suffer it. No, you've never had to suffer it. We haven't, because... Chelsea was the close... I mean, not neighbouring rivals, but watching Chelsea's success as a London club... It was alarming. But exactly, but we've not had to deal with... Fulham, or imagine Fulham, or QPR, or Brentford. But it's not even the same because it's not because it was a big club city. Let's not get well. They did relegate Man United. Dennis Law. Dennis yeah. Law back heel. My back dad. Heel. Very upset about it. But I think that's interesting. Yeah. So I think that's probably could well be West Ham. Just because look at their happy little iron faces. I feel like if you went to a bookies and said you would have a gooner talking to a bereaved history blues fan what would their moment of 2023 be the odds you would get that they would both think maybe West Ham 
they're sort of well they are offensive it feels a bit dirty but they are offensive aren't they that's the point but they are disgusting little but of course I, I mean was it the was it the final where the opposing fans kicked off I cannot believe the Dutch for a fans? second it Dutch fans? that the West Ham supporters didn't have a hand to play in that there's no way West Ham supporters were not throwing things at them. there's just no I think funny enough Paul and his mate, well, didn't me, I forgot his name. They 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 thought they had neutral seats because they dodged a deal. <laughs> Ended up they what's the they got brilliant selfie of him looking quite alarmed with a huge balaclava policeman behind them. So yeah, we're sticking close to him. This isn't quite as neutral as we hoped it was. So they were in, in with a it was Florentina, was it? That they played. I've, I've blanked such things. Out of my... Let's not forget it was a competition that didn't even exist three years ago. So let's not get carried away. Well, you're right. So, okay, good. Well, well, if the weather in the background doesn't already sound like hell has frozen over, <laughs> picking West Ham as potentially our moment of 2023. Football occasion. And I'm only not, well, I'm not, not because I wasn't happy about Argentina winning the World Cup. And that was this time last year because I really wanted France to win. Because despite those basically being the worst two possible outcomes, they would still prefer France to Messi. It was also the birth of one of the great future pub quiz questions of a player to score a hat-trick in the final and lose. Yeah, exactly. Horrendous. I'm very excited about that. I was watching that round with my mate Eric, his French house. He was quite touched because he was very apparent. I was the only person who really wanted France to win over Argentina. Everyone else was humming and humming. Not interested. Don't buy into this Argentina messy nonsense. Okay, right, I'm going to call it... I'm going to say, well, my <laughs> I like that you say that, like we've just announced, we've just confirmed we're dead. <laughs> You're going to call it, the time is. I'm going to call it, that's it. It is a bit like a heart thing. I guess, actually, my highlight has been, I think we've, I've enjoyed this, Steve. It's been a pleasure getting to know you a bit better, a lot better, actually, thinking about it. And I did, I've enjoyed this. I mean, it's been fun, been fun. It's like a little every week. It's a little lottery, is it? Will Harry turn up? Won't he? I mean, like the lottery. It's two decades no, in the making. More often than not. What, we should, the what we should stress is: look, 2024, no clean sheets podcast, Instagram. Not only share our links, but actually come on there, leave us some messages. How you'd like to see us improve in the new year? I don't think that's possible, Steve. I don't think it's I possible, think it's but pretty give us some perfect. feedback. Share us with your friends and family. Let's really make 2024 the year where we take it on. We'll go. We'll go. And yeah, and a very happy new year. Happy new year. We'll definitely be doing it next week, won't we? Got to go to Manchester again. I think that's Friday, so that's fine. So we'll definitely do it next week. My hope, my wish for 2024 is that Chelsea get a team that I know their names and they play a bit of football. What's your wish for 2024? I will overlook the success of this podcast going from strength to strength, as obvious as that is. Obvious that is. Now, that is a good point because, of course, now, do you think next year is too soon for the live Albert Hall edition? I think we'll listen to the baying public. We'll listen to the, our people. We'll and, listen to um, our people. Like hopefully, we maybe by Easter, we can surprise listeners with a ticket-only appearance on the road. You're right. Maybe we should practice in something a bit more intimate than the all-out hall. Is well, that what you're saying? We should go maybe the roundhouse or... 
I mean, look, a couple, we, we don't need it to be more than a couple of thousand because we're not here for the ego. And we want tickets to be quite exclusive. So yeah. we can do. We can always do more we'd than like, one night. If we like to speak. do basically do in 2024, Taylor Swift did in 2023, do you think? Sort of break, well, you know, I did hear the Top Gear, of course, was cancelled this year. So you're going to need to go somewhere else to get your fix of seeing three old guys or two old guys and Harry. Talking <laughs> to Two old guys and a stone Harry, guy. Harry carries yeah. on the way he is. He's going to look older than us by the end of 2024. If I carry on doing this podcast, I'm going to look older. <laughs> Steve. Always a pleasure. I don't, I don't know why I'm shaking hands with you. But all We're preparing for the audience. Yeah, that's it. We're visual. And, yeah, take care, everyone. See you next year. Take care.